0: In today's show, we will equip you and your spouse with the tools that you need to have the money conversations that haven't been happening.
1: And there's an anonymous quote that says, money problems destroy marriage. Get on the same page with your spouse and work together toward a common goal. And that's, that's the whole, like the show in a nutshell, that's it right there about getting together toward a common goal. And we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by the upcoming one conference in Henderson, North Carolina on March 2nd. It's right around the corner. We're going to be sharing a bit more about this a little later in the show. And this hug, it comes from an Instagram direct message that we received and this wife says, I just stumbled upon your podcast and love it. You guys talk about the real stuff that other Christian podcast blogs, web- websites, etc., leave out. It has brought so much clarity to sex within our marriage. We are being more open and communicating with each other in bed. No need to be ashamed of this amazing gift God has given us mm-hmm. as husband and wife.
0: That's right. Love it. Love it. Love so it. How
1: good. It's so good. And so, you know, we've been having this focus this year on equipping each and every one of you to be in the moment, right? That's the one family hashtag for the year. And we're continuing with this month long series with part three today, which is focusing on being in the moment in terms of your financial intimacy. That's right. And just as a quick note, if you've missed the parts one and two, you can still access them wherever you get your podcasts, That's right? Right, they're, they're there. Go get the whole the whole picture because, you know, as we're jumping into this topic on money, Money is a hard topic for a lot of people and a lot of couples, especially because I'm wondering how many of you heard this one particular statement growing up. We don't talk about money, religion, or politics. I I know I heard that growing up, right? I mean, the money conversations in our family were mom and dad having conversations away from us kids, Mm -hmm. right? And you know,
0: in rarely ever got brought up. Rarely.
1: Oh. I had no idea, you know, if like I knew when things were bad, but that was only because like there was no money to do anything. Right. Right. That was about it. It wasn't the why or anything behind that. But the truth is, is that statistically a a lot of you heard this same statement. And the reason that I know this is because we did, we did an Instagram survey this past week that said where 58% of you said that your parents did not talk to you about money growing up. That's a lot. That's over half. That means that you could be sitting in a room with 10 people and six of you did not have the money conversations when you were growing up. At all. At all. Mm -hmm. Is it any wonder we struggle with this as adults? Right To the point where Wells Fargo in 2014 did a survey that found 44% of respondents declared that personal finance is the most difficult topic to discuss with others. The most difficult topic. Right. That's scary, you guys, because here's the thing. Money shows up everywhere.
0: hmm Yeah, we're dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. As we were going through this show and just looking at it, And it was one of those things that I, I feel like this is the one area in our marriages. Our financial intimacy is something that we deal with on a daily basis, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's one area we rarely talk about, we, we shy away from, and we we discount it, which then adds issues to our sexual intimacy, our emotional intimacy, our recreational intimacy. And so today we want to really tackle this for you.
1: Well, and I found it interesting, just an- another little statistic here. Money Magazine reported that 40% of couples didn't discuss how they would handle finances together prior to getting married.
0: 40%.
1: So Wow. So four out of 10 are not even having the conversation before they get married. So now we haven't had the conversation before we get married. We get married, 60%, almost 60% haven't even had conversations about money. So how on earth?
0: No, 40 you're saying 40% haven't had conversations.
1: Well, 40% haven't had conversations as a couple, but sixty, almost 60% didn't even hear their parents talk about money.
0: Oh, gotcha, yes.
1: So we have all of these conversations that haven't happened. Now we come together in marriage and it's like, we've got to deal with this thing. That we need to, you know, pay our bills, put our kids through school, go on trips, buy milk at the grocery store, put gas in the car, and yet we're not equipped.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing too, even coming out of college for many of you, or technical school, or wherever, wherever you may have been when you were, when you're single, and then starting to date and get married, there, there's a lot going on. And are we being fully transparent, open, and honest with our spouse? prior to getting married, because we've heard it. And I would even say Elisa and I, and I can't remember way back when. And yet I still think there were there were areas where there are still some money things hanging out and around that we fully didn't realize or recognize or even share with each other until after we were married.
1: Well, because we both had credit card debt, there was student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing I and we say this every time we do a show on money, I wish we still had the initial listing of all of our debts mm-hmm. from way back when we made that first like we're going to get totally real with each other. Yeah. Because I know we didn't discuss it completely before we got and I think we were one of that 40% of couples that didn't discuss how we were going to handle money
0: at all. No before way. Before we got married. No, no, no. We like, were not.
1: Like this is just one of those things that we were going to talk about and or that we weren't going to talk about. We were just going to figure out mm-hmm. somehow some way. And you know, being intimate with your finances is hard. Right? Because for a lot of us there's a vulnerability right? Like if I tell you how much debt I have, are are you going to judge me? If I tell you what I spent money on, is it going to cause a fight, Mm -hmm. right? You know, money feels like such a big, big topic. And, you know, with everything that goes on in the world, a lot of times you can even just feel insecure. Sure. And and that fear, the vulnerability, the insecurity comes out and like, I don't want to talk about it or I'm going to be, you know, like over the top, just, you know, roaring about it right? We get into these places that are just uncomfortable. And the reality is, is that everything that you've brought to this point in life, everything that you've experienced from fin- in your financial world is impacting how the two of you handle your finances right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I know that because, you know, that was my experience, right? I grew up in a family and I've shared it in, in past shows. My parents declared bankruptcy when I was in high school, right? And so, you know, I remember dealing with that as a high schooler. They actually lost our home, our family home in between graduating from high school and going to college. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of identity wrapped up for me in being in this place of going uh, like my world's just completely turned upside down. And I remember I've had these conversations with Tony where I'm like, look, like I need to feel financially secure. Right. And so, you know, in 2000, Gosh, 2012, it's been seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost our home as part of that whole great recession that so many of us went through. There was a lot of insecurity there. Thank God I've got a husband that actually is just so on top of things, but that and was able to talk through that with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I will tell you that that was that I have spent years of our marriage being in this place of feeling insecure about what the numbers say in the checkbook, about wor- worrying, especially when our kids were little, would we have enough? And it definitely impacted how Tony and I showed up together in our marriage.
0: Yeah, early on. And then also through the Great Recession. I mean, there was definitely a a time period there for us where there was little coming in and we did lose our home and we did lose a lot of other things. You know, at one point in time, one of our cars broke down Mm -hmm. and a buddy of mine, you know, lent us like an old 1996
1: Honda Accord. Wow. That was humble pie.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and you have to talk about that and, and and share those feelings and those emotions as you're going through it. Because I, I will say, fortunately for Elisa and I, we were willing to do that. And, and, and it came in bits and pieces over time. It wasn't always just one big conversation. It never is really one big conversation when we're dealing with our finances. I mean, this is something Elisa and I, you know, getting out of debt, 16 years ago, we started talking about our money. So we were talking about money about 17, 18 years ago. And to then go through this seven years ago, we we had to have multiple conversations and we continued to have those. And yet, you know, th- those are, those are tough times. And as a husband, a father, y- you want to make sure that I, I wanted to anyways, to make sure that my family was protected it was. It just so happened that during this time, I I wasn't able to do the best that I wanted to be doing, and so th- there came a lot of pressure, a lot of um, gosh, insecurities. Just like Elisa said, I, I don't know if I, I if I dealt with much of the guilt or the shame. I think more of the just the insecurity of not knowing if we are going to be able to, especially during the time of of the house, where we're we going to be able to keep it, not keep it. And, and then going through that process.
1: And, you know, it's interesting because I hear you talk about that. And I just think through, you know, you just mentioned that we started talking about money 17 or 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, and I just want to give you a little context, we've been married for 22 years, right? So just keep in mind that, that we got married and there was still a good three or four years that we weren't really talking about It's more about like money. five. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't do it. Well, 18 to 22 is four. That's why I was going off of 17 to 22 is five. Yeah. See, and this is why you have those conversations about math because money and numbers and all that kind of stuff, you know, the prime example of that. But there was a period of time in our early marriage where we still weren't talking about it. Right. And those emotions, they start churning, right? Because we came into our marriage with a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, maybe like you guys, there was credit card debt. I mentioned it earlier, credit card debt, student loan debt. Then, you know, we started having babies and I stayed home. Mm-hmm. And so there were these emotions of, for me of not being a, a contributor to the family of knowing that Tony was going out there every day. And, and, you know, because we've been entrepreneur, Tony's been self-employed since, oh my gosh, 16, 16 years. 15, yeah. 16, 15, 16 years ago that it was all on his shoulders,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I'm home, and I'm like, well, we need diapers, and we need, we need baby food, and the kids need the shoes, and, and he's like, yeah, there's no money, and I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe I shouldn't bring this, you know, and so there were those, you know, bills would come, debt would come, and you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and it just, it can feel like such a pressure, and that pressure that you feel or those emotions that you feel can put you in this place where you don't want to have the conversations,
0: and I think a big thing, too, is that when everything is scattered, here's the way I felt anyways, when everything was scattered about and... Bills would come in and, and something would come in and then maybe something would get missed and then a, a past due notice would come in and you you'd try to pay that one off and something else would come in. But you had no, we had no real understanding of where everything was. And when I say where, like we didn't know how many different credit cards we may have had or phone bills and cable bills and water bills and all this. When all that was all over the place, it really stressed me out. Because I was in a place of not knowing where things were. And so if that's where you are right now, the first thing you may want to just do is start jotting down everything that you do have. Mm-hmm. What What is it that you do have from your mortgage, your rent? Uh, do you have a car payment? Do you have a gas car? Do you have a Nordstrom's cars? Do you just have your normal Visa debit cards? Whatever it may be. But that alone allowed me to just be able to take a a big, deep breath and go, okay, I can at least see what we have going on right now.
1: And and just as a side note, also make a list of the things that don't come up regularly, right? Like you may have an insurance policy, you know, like if you've got renter's insurance or homeowner's insurance, you only pay that bill once a year or quarterly, or quarterly, Mm -hmm. but you still need to be able to pay for it. And you need to, you need to know that it's there, Mm -hmm. right? The whole idea that knowledge is power, truly is implemented when we're talking about your financial intimacy.
0: Yeah. And this makes a huge, huge difference when we were talking about last week from get out of your head and into your bed. So if you have all these bills, right, we, we were talking last week on part two of, of, of this in the moment series, we we're talking a lot about the to do list. Mm-hmm. And yet maybe for you, it may be the bills that sure. are just going on for, for you guys who are entrepreneurs as well. You have your household and then you have your business stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and the bills and the outgoing and the outlaying there, I get, we get both of those. We see both of those and I've dealt with both of those as well as Elisa. And so again, knowing where everything is and, and where it's going and where it's coming, that allowed me, you know, Annalisa, as well as when we can get into that bedroom, we can get that out of our head and, and, and be sexually intimate. But the financial piece has been left behind.
1: And I just want to address one thing with the financial piece too b- before we go further is that there's been a lot of talk in our society about spenders and savers, right? And, and so a lot of times in a couple, somebody will identify as either the spender, or the saver, and the other person. And you, know, you could have two spenders, two savers, or a spender and a saver. And, you know, that label can actually cause uh, labels in general can cause difficulty in marriage because, you know, once you've labeled your spouse, then you just assume that that's who they are or that's the way they are. And I just want to say that you can actually have both tendencies in one person.
0: And this is interesting because as we were discussing this show, Elisa and I were out on a walk and talk and this, this point came up and I looked at her and I said, you know what? There was a point in time when we put this she's the spender. I'm the saver. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we really saw our marriage for a long time. But as we were out this past week and we were just talking about it, I really saw this differently. And and I don't know why for the first time it really hit me, but Elisa and I are both spenders and savers. We spend and save in different ways though. Mm -hmm. And so for us to see that and go, huh, you know what? You're right. And so here's sort of an example. Elisa knows Christmas is coming up December 25th, every year.
1: Just a little side note, it's coming up for you guys too. You can start
0: planning now. And for many years, every January, she takes a certain amount of money, and I forget what that number is or how it, how she does it, but she takes a certain amount of money, and from January all the way to December, she puts it aside. And, and she just, that's her saving because then she knows at Christmas time, she has the money. We have the money. This is our budget for Christmas time for us, for the kids, for family, whatever. We're good to go. When it comes to our life insurance policies, I'm the saver there. And I understand them. We have term life. We whole, we have whole life. I look at them. I discuss it with my agent. We know what we need to do. I set them up. I plan them Elisa's part of the conversation. And yet I'm the saver there.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things where I, I love that that identity exists, but I think it's been a disservice to so many couples and has led to a lot of fights and arguments because when we take that identity on and say it's an all or nothing, it's just like every conversation around money. It, it starts to lead to these fights that, that make us get into this place of, well, that's just the way you are. Or, you know, we're never going to change or, or, you know what money is just one of those things that couples fight about because you're a spender and I'm a saver. So we're just going to fight about these things. And the truth of the matter is, is that just because it's been that way, doesn't mean that it has to be that way, right? Your past doesn't have to be what your present and what your
0: future are. And it's a better understanding of who you both are when it comes to saving and spending on the spending side. I want to share this one. Elisa can tend to spend little items. Hey, she loves, Hey, I love that little, that dress. I love these shoes, whatever. She'll spend the little stuff. And I'm on the other side of it where I tend to see little things and I'm like, ah eh, whatever. I'd rather just buy the one nicer item. It may, it may not be big per se in, in sense of size or anything, but I see a thousand dollar item and I'm like, okay, let's just, w- that's what I want. I've saved up. That's what I'm going to get. Boom. Where Lisa goes, she could do ten smaller.
1: I could do ten hundred dollars items before I'm comfortable pulling the trigger on a thousand dollar item. So,
0: it- it, 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 and that's where you go. That's, that's just the way I am, or we're never going to change. No, you, you are, you just need to see yourselves from a different light than just going, Oh, I'm only a spender mm-hmm. because I bet you there are tendencies that you have in your life and in your marriage that you actually do save. And that, you know, is huge for you and your spouse.
1: Absolutely. And you know, as if we start talking about what the two of you can do, I just want you to, to just dream for a minute. You know, what do you want to change in how the two of you as a couple handle your finances this year, right? Just, with, I don't care if you're driving in your car, I don't care if you're out for a run, pushing the kids in the stroller, just think about what do we want to change, right? And then I want to ask you a second question what if better or stronger financial intimacy would actually lead to stronger emotional intimacy and better sexual intimacy?
0: Can I get an amen? Cause that's what it is,
1: right? Would it be worth it to you to put the time and energy into this area of your marriage to have greater emotional connection and greater sexual connection? And, and the truth is those three things, they're all related. And I want you to know that the same skills that lead to success in one area, you can actually translate those into the other Mm two, right? They don't stand alone. It's like, oh, well, well, we can only talk about sex, but we can't talk about money. You just haven't Figured out how to translate those skills. Mm-hmm. They're the same skills. And we want to actually talk to you spe- about how to do this specifically. But first, we want to thank this week's sponsor, which is the One Conference in Henderson, North Carolina. And we're so excited to be going to the East Coast. Oh my gosh, so excited. We are going to be in Henderson, North Carolina on Saturday, March 2nd. And it's going to be a full day of fun and just engagement with the One Family all together. And I don't know, maybe like us, you're, you're looking for an excuse for that couple's weekend away. Yep. You know, maybe you need to put that first quarter get weekend getaway on your calendar. Maybe the two of you just need a road trip. Drive to Henderson and spend the day. Spend the weekend. Make it a weekend because this event is going to change your marriage. Mm-hmm. We know it from the couples that were here with us in San Diego in the fall, and we know that that's what's going to happen in Henderson on March 2nd. So don't miss your chance because this event is going to sell out. So there's no excuses from you East coasters.
0: Get None. out there.
1: You told us the West coast was too far. We're coming to the East coast. So check it out at one live We can't wait to see you. And you know, as we're talking about money, you know, so many of us have, have internalized those messages and we know that you here in the one family you're not content to stay the same right we've heard the stories of transformation it shows up in a hug every single week where you're like this is where i was and this is where i want to be we know that you're willing to learn new skills you pick up the coffee break you you look at 21 ways to initiate and so now it's time to take those same skills and apply them to having intimacy in this area in this area of financial intimacy And I got to tell you, most of the time, and I see this with my coaching clients, most money issues are communication issues. They were for us. Biggest part of that was the fact that our tone and timing were not always in sync with the person we were having the conversation with. Yeah. You know, many times I would take a super sharp tone with Tony, or I'd blast him the minute he walked in the door right? Like, Oh my gosh, we've got to talk about like the, the sky is falling and I need you to address this right now. I can't believe you let this bill, you know, or whatever. Crazy talk because it didn't, it, it didn't encourage engagement. It just made him be like, look, I don't want to talk about this with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm sure a lot of you have, have heard that from one side of the marriage better than the other, right? There, there are men out there who are like, I'm just not talking about finances with you or it's none of your business or whatever it is and the fact of the matter is is that money in a marriage is the couple's business how the two of you handle it what you're going to do and you know if i can give you one one nugget focus on the connection with your spouse and how you're going to use this tool and that's what a money is that's what money is to grow your marriage and then you need to cast the vision for your finances this is something that tony does so well Right, he paints this picture for us about where we're gonna go, right? How we're gonna do it. It's like he talked about life insurance, right? Thank goodness he's preparing for the what ifs down the road. It's that whole. I care about us so much that I'm going to put my emotions aside for a minute to have the hard conversations with you.
0: Yeah, and and here I'm gonna just share a little bit of of my vision and how I think I've seen it over the years. And where I think I messed up along the way and where I think I've gotten it right. So early on where I messed up was we were in debt and I was trying to do, I was trying to be like a savvy investor and try to like win or make more on an investment than taking care of the debt, which would then end up with the investment being lost and us being further into debt. And so really what I've seen over the years for myself and for us in our marriage is if you're in debt, get out of it, mm-hmm. get out of it at all possible costs. And I'm not talking about your mortgage, you know, cause a lot of us have mortgages or, or we have rent for where we're living, but get rid of that consumer debt, get rid of the credit card debt, blast your, your student loans, get, get crazy on that, become the team that you are. Team DiLorenzo here, what's your team? What are you going to do and what's your plan? When it comes to getting out of debt, I still believe Dave Ramsey has the best sense and, and system to do that. The debt snowball. Mm-hmm. Do it. Go after it. Once you get out of debt, then you can start looking at those other places that you want to start investing. You know, Do you want to do you know, into the stock market? Do you want to do mutual funds? Do you want to do whole life insurance? Do you want to do housing and rentals and apartments or whatever that may be, but that allows you now the freedom to take that money that you were spending on that debt, collecting that and using that as your investment and growing. And I have found that for us, that was a huge impact. And I will say this too. I don't care how old you are. I don't I don't care if you're young or older or wherever you are, you can you can still make strides. You can still mm-hmm. keep going after it because it's a, it's crazy what can happen when you just get intense and you look at your funds and how quickly you can get rid of the debt or how quickly you can begin to save it and put those into investments.
1: Well, I love that you mentioned tackling the debt first because the reality is is that when you have a burden when you have outside pressure, which is, you know, the bills that show up, the collectors that call, whatever that is, when you have that, it's very hard to be intimate when you're worried about who's going to send you a letter, mm-hmm. call you, knock on your front door, right? So getting, getting together as a team and saying, this is how we, capital W-E, this mm-hmm. is how we are going to tackle this and say, you know, like Tony said, Team Lorenzo. I don't know what your team name is, you know, but you stick your last name in there. Team Smith, Team Jones, Team Michaels. This is what we're going to do to tackle this because out of that debt is freedom.
0: And here's the thing, as you begin to do that, one of the best things that Elisa and I learned through that time period and have continued to do to this day is our monthly financial meeting. Mm-hmm. Now it's really short and quick and easy. We know, we, we we discuss it very quick and we're moving on. Early on though, it was one of those areas that we did take a number of... Um, of sessions. Sometimes it would be multiple sessions. Sometimes it would be half an hour, an hour of really just trying to lay down. Okay, what are we doing? What do we got here? What do we need to do this way and that way to make it work best for us? Again, now where we're at, just in this time period of our life, we're okay. Hey, it's quick, it's easy, let's move some funds. In 8 to 12, when when the financial market was crashing and we were losing stuff, you better believe we had long conversations discussing what do we what are we getting rid of right now? What, what do we really need to laser in on and what really matters? And so we had to do that back then as well. And there are things that just had to go by the wayside Mm -hmm. until we could get back up on our feet. And, you know, at that point in time, we, we, we didn't, we lost the car. We were, we're looking to save money to buy another car and, and do those things. And it was just one step at a time at a time. And you just keep going after it.
1: And one of the things that I want to just share with each and every one of you, you know, in the past, you've heard Tony and I talk about the intimacy lifestyle, right? And often we talk about that in regards to your sexual intimacy. But I want to encourage each and every one of you to think about how you're going to adapt the intimacy lifestyle for your finances, mm-hmm. right? How frequently are you going to talk about your finances? Who's going to take the lead on those conversations? Who's going to take the lead on the different areas of your financial intimacy, right? Like Tony talked about insurance and retirement planning, and, and I'm talking about like groceries and Christmas and birthdays and, and kind of the day-to-day stuff. But because of that, we do it as a team. And you have to know how to, you have to make the decision. You don't know how you make the decision that you're going to create that intimacy lifestyle around your finances. And you're going to have those same types of conversations that you do about sex, about money, and you're going to do it because you are on the same team.
0: Yeah. And hey, money is a big, is a big one in our marriages. And hopefully what we brought you today is, is just something that just starts getting you stirring. Starts getting you thinking, okay, am I a spender, am I a saver, am I, am I a bit of both? But really, what really needs to begin to happen right now, this year for you guys, is you guys need to take 15 to 30 minutes a week and begin to really discuss your finances. Where are you? If you're in debt, like we, like we said and we shared, go get out of debt. Start the debt snowball make it happen. If you're in a place where you're like, Hey, we're out of debt. And now we're trying to move to that next level. Start reading other books, but still come together because guess what? It makes a difference when you guys are on the same team and you understand what you're trying to save and what, where your expenses are, because then you're not going against each other, but you're holding each other's hand and you're going, we got this. Mm -hmm. And together we're going to grow financially, which is going to allow our communication, our emotional intimacy to grow right? Which then is going to allow us to speak into other areas of our lives that we need to address and look into. Hey, there's much more to come this year. And and finances is one area that we will be discussing more about. We love you guys. Take this week though, and really, really just sit down and, and, and bring up this conversation of finances and money in your marriage. We love you guys. Have yourself a great week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.